Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 33. That's right, 33, 3D, 3D. We've got Paul Franzen and Nathaniel Hoover here doing a podcast on something that none of us have any idea about. Everyone introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm Paul Franzen. I'm Game Cola's editor-in-chief. Uh, I also write a lot of news posts when I'm bored, and I also write the column Minus the Pudding, the best of Xbox Live Indie Games. Hi, I'm Christian Porter. Uh, I don't write a whole lot. It comes in waves. I just heard there was going to be food. I was lied to again. But I'm Nathaniel Hoover. I write the Flash Flood column and do crazy comics, web comics, sprite comics in my Sprite Flicker column. And you all know me. I'm Jetty. I, uh, I do the podcast. So what is everyone's uh, exposure to 3D? I live life in a 3D world. Ooh. Yikes. I don't think I do that. Uh, I actually, uh, I don't know about you guys, I have not seen any, a single uh, 3D movie during a new 3D craze, which really speaks to uh, my knowledge on the subject. Um, however, I've been to Disney World before when I was little, and I watched Honey, I Shrank the Audience, and it terrified me. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I don't think I've ever actually seen a 3D movie myself, but I also, I saw Honey, I Shrank the Audience, also the one, uh, there was like a Muppet one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was a few the Muppet, of them. The Muppets one was a lot better. Yeah, I don't know. It's less horrifying. <laughs> Only a little. And I'll, I'm sorry, I've also, uh, at Universal Studios, uh, and this was, this is pretty much the, the worst idea that I've ever had. I, I decided to go see the Terminator 3D movie that they were showing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was just, I think I actually, like, I took my glasses off and closed my eyes during most of it. And in saying that, you'll think, well, Paul must have been a little kid. I was like 15, 16 when this happened. Actually, good time. I, uh, being that I live in Orlando, I had a friend who was, uh, what is the kid's name? The little loser. Some friend. No, 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 not not my friend. Uh, he was a stuntman, and he played the part of whatever the loser kid's name is in Terminator. Really? Yes. That's awesome. So as everyone can tell, we, um, out of all the people in the world who could gather to discuss this topic, we know the most. Welcome to Game Cola. Expertise is not our business. But there were so many threes, we had to do a 3D podcast. It's true, we, we could not miss the opportunity to record podcast 33 about 3D, especially now, when 3D is becoming uh, so big and so popular and so exciting. Yes. But wouldn't 34 make more sense? Because if you coordinate the numbers and letters, D is the fourth letter of the alphabet, so 34, 3D, that makes more sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of... Last time we did a podcast, we were doing crossovers, and someone brought up the idea that we should have had someone cross over from a different podcast, and that would have been a great idea, too. Why don't you people come up with these before <laughs> the podcast? Well, hey, I'm from a podcast where we actually talk about video games, so does that count? Is that what the Game Cola podcast is about, video games? Theoretically. Anyway, the reason that I brought up the 3D, actually, uh, aside from 3D 3D... I was working at my office recently, and a couple of my coworkers were discussing playing games in 3D. Apparently, one of their friends had bought one of those 3D HD TVs, and 
they were talking about like, whoa, it was so crazy to play Halo in 3D, man. And I was like, Halo is in 3D. And they tried to argue with me that Halo is a 2D game, but that they were playing it specifically in 3D. Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the one of the biggest problems uh, with 3D technology right now is that the terminology is confusing. Just like that. The other problem is that it gives you motion sickness. The big problem is, is that it's difficult to know when you're talking about uh, jumping out at you 3D versus uh, it has polygons 3D. Yeah. I don't really have a solution for that. 3D games. Uh, we'll see. Right. Well, okay, let, let's talk slightly seriously here for a minute because, okay. yes, what games would actually work specifically well in 3D? Whether that means that the 3D is a real mechanic or whether it would just be kind of cool. Actually, I, I just I just come up with... Sorry. Oh, Nathaniel, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I just came up with a with a neat idea. What if it was a baseball game, like a you console know, baseball game where the baseball is coming out of your TV right at you? I was literally just thinking of yeah? it. Yeah? There you go. I was trying to think of a game in which stuff, like, comes at you and goes away. Yeah. There, there, aren't, there aren't a whole lot. Right? Yeah, nothing approaches you in video games. They all run away from you. <laughs> Fair enough. Because, well, no, you were talking about the Virtual Boy, and, but it wasn't really a, a shooter. But you could it have... Was, it, was, it, was a, it was a thrower. Well, no, uh, oh. the one that Nathaniel was talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Because well, what I'm thinking is, uh, what was the game called? Gyro something? Gyrax or something like that? Gyromite! No. Gyromite? Not no. Gyromite? Yeah. Is that the one with Rob... Yes, oh, the one where oh, you manipulate it? the blue and the red pipes and move your little Professor Hector or Professor Vector, because I know the names, around and pick up radishes and feed monsters and squish them mercilessly. Yes, it's a lovely game. That's not the game so I was talking can... about. <laughs> what I was actually trying to talk about, okay, there was a game that I could never figure out how to play, and it was for the NES, as I recall, and it was a like first-person shoot 'em up like it was like normally it would be a side-scrolling shooter but this was literally you're behind your ship and you controlled the ship in like a little curve and you went sort of side to side to try to dodge things and shoot at stuff that was coming at you yes you have a vague recollection of this game i have a vague recollection of this kind of game maybe not that specific one what system did you say uh well i played it on the nes but i'm imagining it was probably a port from something else okay that sounds arcadish perhaps yeah uh if you give me 3 quarters of 1 second i will look at my rom list gyrus oh gyrus yeah yeah i never played that one but it sounds like gyromite so i'm totally on topic <laughs> it here it does I well for like... that matter you could play something like tempest anybody ever play tempest that could be fun old game or like a game like like Star Fox, where the enemies are are are, are coming at you. Everything it's I true. think of involves something coming at you, which I guess. Yeah, is well, sure. Yeah. Or what I was going to say before was first-person shooters, just in general, would be so much more immersive in 3D, it, how, depending on how this 3D works, so that you could actually maybe see out of the corner of your eye something that's actually sticking up beside you, maybe. Well, it's kind I'm of. Still, uh, when well, no, I'm just. Uh, go ahead. Go. I <laughs> know. I'm just saying. I'm I'm still having trouble visualizing how the 3DS is actually going to work. I'm sure it's probably very straightforward, but I'm just, I'm having issues figuring out how it's going to look 3D without fancy 3D glasses or, you know, putting a jack into your brain or anything. 
Yeah, it's a shame, too, because it's not really the kind of thing they can just, like, you know, show a video of online. It's like, look, <laughs> here's what it looks like. Because, I mean, it just wouldn't really work out that way. Yeah, Because right now I'm imagining flat. that it's... I'm imagining a regular DS with the same screen, like the same viewpoint, say a first-person shooter. You're looking at the same thing, but it, it's sort of a slightly different angle on both screens, and then you pretend like it's 3D when it's really just looking at it in strange ways. That's that's my conception of it right now, which I'm sure is completely wrong. Or maybe it's right. I don't know. But when my, uh, when my coworkers t- were talking all about, you know, Whoa, 3D games playing Halo in 3D, dude. Uh, again, that was uh, you know first-person shooters. What they were thinking was so cool about it. We should we, sh- we should have gotten them on the podcast. <sighs> no, I think that's just fine. <laughs> yeah, but then they were talking about like Call of Duty, and they were like, "I was looking down the barrel of the gun, dude. It was so cool." The only trouble with the 3DS is that it's still DS-based. I'm thinking of playing Metroid Prime Hunters, for example. I've complained before somewhere about the controls and how my wrist cramped up after about 30 minutes. Some people have this issue, some people don't. But I imagine that a lot of the 3D games as well are going to have all sorts of funny controls. So I'm I'm envisioning a lot more games where you can't just, you know, hold down on the control pad and press some buttons and make yourself happy. Yeah. There's actually more crazy stylus work or whatever it is that they introduce with it. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the problem is the same problem we see with the Wii to this day and the problem that we saw with the DS when it was uh, first released is that there's just going to be a lot expensive. of games where the, in- where the entire selling point is, look, stuff's in 3D. How cool is that? You should buy this game. Do it. I think we're finally, finally starting to move out of that because now that th- uh, 3D, yeah, now that 3D is no longer the next big thing, uh, now that... Motion controls are no longer the next big thing that everybody has it. I think it's gradually becoming more of an option than a requirement where you just work everything around. Hey, look, we can use it, so we have to use it. So I'm very hopeful that, you know, after the the 3DS gets whatever kind of gimmicky stuff out of its system, that the next generation of console games and handheld games will focus more on gameplay again rather than gimmick. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I have uh, gotten a few more Wii games in the past year or so than I have, uh, like, when it launched, probably. <laughs> I mean, I got, like, a bunch right when it came out, and then there was just, like, Dead Space for a couple years where I got, like, one game. But now I've been getting a lot of the side Where all you got was Dead Space every month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't even get that one. But, no, I, 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 th- I think you make a good point. I think uh, that they are relying a lot less on that now. Like, they're making a lot of cool side-scrollers, for example. With, with well, yeah, and if you think like, about it, too, when... At all, or that it's yeah. very minimal. Well, when the N64 first came out, everything had to be in 3D. There were no 2D games whatsoever, and if they were, they were completely under my radar. And after a while, once they got used to it, they said, oh, okay, 3D is something that we can do. And then you've got games like, I think Mischief Makers was 2D, um, things that didn't rely so heavily on this brand new fancy thing. Okay, okay, so maybe... Uh, what you're saying is, like, after a couple years, maybe maybe when it launches, it'll just be super gimmicky and, and kind of uninteresting, but maybe later on it will be a little more interesting. Well, sure, and, and yeah. that people will start to figure out exactly what to do with the system yeah, and yeah. what the system is capable of. I mean, you look at, at games like um, Phantom Hourglass, Zelda Phantom Hourglass for the DS. Um, I don't know exactly when in relation to the DS launch 
that was released, but that really takes good advantage, and the sequel as well to a lesser extent, uh, takes really good advantage of the microphone, of the touchscreen, of all sorts of different aspects. Not just because it's gimmicky, but because the system's been around enough that, oh, hey, we have different things that we can do with it. Let's try and incorporate it here for the fun of it. That's true. Actually, uh, to bring up a, a, an old Game Cola favorite, I think Phoenix Red is another game that really, really implements uh, touchscreen controls uh, solidly. Um, well, see, they, oh, yeah. I think I think Phoenix Red would be great in 3D. So when he points and goes, objection, it actually comes <laughs> out of the screen. That would be really cool looking. One thing I read about that, too, I think this was just some article talking about the potential of 3D, so not necessarily what they're actually doing, but uh, I was saying with a game like Phoenix, right, maybe the evidence could be projected in 3D and <laughs> manipulate yes. it that way. Well, yeah, I mean, in the uh, the fifth case for the DS version of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, which I know because I've been watching uh, the <laughs> Phoenix Wright videos on the Game Cola YouTube channel, GC.net, haha. I, I know from watching that fifth case that there is some uh, evidence that you can look at and you can scroll it around, spin it around in circles, and it's sort of 3D, like the blue badger jar puzzle. Um, look at this so, sword. Whoa. Uh, it's coming at you. Wait, all so I the, got out of that was that we have Phoenix Wright footage on our YouTube channel? This is news to me. Christian Porter's in this podcast. That's news to me. Apparently, Hi. Christian Porter has, has never once visited our YouTube channel. No, there's... I, I didn't know we have anything Phoenix Wright related on our website. Oh, I think you're being sarcastic, I guess. I was. I got it now. It took me. I'm slow sometimes. I apologize. <laughs> yes, we do. So, uh, are we here to talk about 3D games? I don't think so. I hope not. Are, are any of us qualified <laughs> to do so? No. no. No, but we've made a good several minutes out of it so far. All right. Well, I don't know if we've made a good several minutes out of that topic. But we've made a... Several minutes out of it so far. I was shocked when I went to a movie recently, and they had Kung Fu Panda 2 in 3D. Oh. And I was like, are you kidding me? You guys couldn't just, like, quickly throw out a 2? I mean, you couldn't throw Well, I mean, at this point, they can't just throw out the 2 without making it 3D. All movies have to be 3D now, so... Especially the animated ones. Yeah. They would, they would have had to just call it, like, Kung Fu Panda 3D... And then called the next one four, and hope no one noticed. <laughs> All the big ones have to be though, except Harry Potter apparently. Although you could tell that you could tell they wanted it to be, because there were parts where things would pop at they pop out at you. Yeah, the snake was one of them, and there's just things that pop out at you. You know they wanted it to be three D, but they were like, I forget, we're out of time. I think it was originally supposed to be in three D, wasn't it? Apparently, but I they think said, it wasn't, and they they like changed their mind halfway through or something. So yeah. I guess that makes sense. I think I think my wife actually called it. She said that's bullshit. They're just going to re-release that one right before the next one, and that way you have to pay twice again. That's how it's going to work. You have to pay two and a half times. Two and a half. Yeah. So the extra price of the 3D. That's true. Because no, I was watching it, and I I mean I didn't think anything about 3D movies, but uh, the friends that I was with, they were like, this was totally supposed to be in 3D. Because like the lady who was like floating above the table, they had her like kind of coming out at you. Yep. And then the snake came out at you. And there was a part where, like, a ghost of Dumbledore, I think it was, like, flies to the screen pointing Spoilers. at you. Spoilers! Oh, if you didn't watch the last movie, yeah. Or know. read the books. There, there will read the books. There might be something that happens to Dumbledore that's uh, not good. It wasn't really... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna say what it is, but it causes him to be a ghost. 
Wait, wait, is he, is he, is he supposed to be a ghost? Look, uh, after he was I, killed. I haven't, I haven't seen the movie, I've only read the book, and I actually do not remember that wait, part. Okay, number one. It was, uh, it was a very small thing, it's not like he's there, like... He wasn't actually uh, a ghost. Ghost oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because they, like they, they have very specific ghost characters in the movie, so he yes. was not, like, one of them? No, no, he wasn't. Okay, okay. It was a very quick scene. No, it was have, probably like an optical illusion. Okay. Yeah, well, it, it was... I mean, I don't know anything about Harry Potter. I got dragged along by my friends. Uh, I mean, it was a good movie, but uh, I don't know anything about Harry Potter. But, yeah, I don't... I mean, he's not actually a ghost. That was just supposed to be like, oh, it's a trick, you know, whatever, and they explained it like five seconds later. I, I, am, a, I am a big fan of the books. I haven't actually seen the movie yet because uh, Lizzo uh, refuses to go see it with me because she hates the movies. Huh? Oh, I think they're pretty good. She's no, she's she's one of the, she's one of those people that, yeah. that that will pick apart everything in the movie that didn't happen in the book. This wasn't in the book. Like Dumbledore yeah. being a ghost, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter was a good 3D game though. When I played that in the theater, <laughs> you keep tricking me with your sarcasm. Anyway, uh... uh, Christian, have you ever played Virtual Boy? Yes, I have one. Really, talk about Virtual Boy, please. Virtual Boy is like some kind of weird combination of 3D games, like 3D uh, Game Boy meets some kind of medical equipment. It's it's all just this weird red scale, and it's it's very strange. It, it's it's a pretty neat 3D though. It's I'd say it's 3D on on scale on par with um what what are those um the Viewmasters. <laughs> It's like playing a video game in a big Viewmaster. It's not it's not amazing, but it, it's some all right 3D. It's better than Rad Racer, as far as the 3D oh. goes. Oh, Rad Racer! All those Square uh, Square games back in the 80s when you press select to make it 3D, it was better than those. <laughs> yep. That's all I got on that. I only have one game for it. I only have Mario Tennis, so I'm not too well versed in it. But I can tell you that tennis ball just comes right at you. Pretty awesome. No, that's that's we were talking about this later. Um, I, I'm Nathaniel, and I have both played demo units of Virtual Boys when they were when they were out, and that's that's as far as we got. I, I actually ha- keep an open eye out for them whenever I go to yard sales or uh, rummage sales or uh, or flea markets or anything like that. But I think that's where I got mine at a yeah. yard sale. I do like that 3D makes people sick, though. I assume it does. I haven't actually. Uh, it just occurs to me that I have played a 3D game many many moons ago. Uh, at a blockbuster, they had a demo unit of the then super new, super exciting Virtual Boy, <laughs> and I played that. I played, uh, I believe it was Mario Clash. Yikes! And then there was in in front of me, in in, in the uh, in the foreground, there was wait, how did the game move? Oh, there was a line, and there were little things walking on it, and in the background, there was a second line, and other little things were walking on that. And I wow. had to hit them with baseballs or something. I tried out the Virtual Boy in, I think it was a, a demo at a store, like a Toys R Us or something, and it, it wasn't actually that I got sick off of it, it's that I was playing, I think the game was Red Alarm, where you're flying this spaceship through a tunnel, at least that's what I recall of what I played, and the issue was that there were splits in the road where there's this red line down the middle, and you go one way, and you keep proceeding down the tunnel, and you go the other way, and it's actually a solid wall. But given that given that the Virtual Boy just had red lines and black background everywhere and nothing was solidly colored, as far as I remember, um, it was, do I go to the right of the line, or do I go to the left of the line? Oh, it looks like I go to the right of the lane. Smash. 
So that that was my only exposure to the Virtual Boy. And it's probably all erroneous memory. Probably fans out there saying, it's not even Cold Red Alarm, and it's nothing like that. But that's what I remember. Take that 3DS. It's done years ago. I hope that they do release I, This came up in a versus mode recently. I hope they do uh, release some Virtual Boy games on 3DS. I would love to play those. <laughs> I think that would be wonderful. Although, okay, actually, so that, 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 that brings to mind uh, a big issue with 3DS, which is something we, we can totally talk about. Uh, the, the 3DS, uh, to, my, to my understanding, has a slider on it. Uh, you can determine how big the 3D effect is, and you can, in fact, turn the 3D effect completely off. So that begs the question, are there going to be any games in which the 3D effect is actually particularly interesting? I mean, if it's so inessential that you can turn it off and still play the game, like... What's the what's the point? Paul, that's like asking if you can turn the contrast all the way down on the Game Boy. Oh, okay. You can turn it all the way down, and then you can't see the game, but oh, you can still play the game, right? Some games but are I, like I, that. But is, that, is that what developers are going to do, or are they going to make games in which the 3D effect is inessential? Well, you know it's just a gimmick, right? <laughs> yeah, I love how one of the first things they talked about was a, a port or remake of a Super Mario Brothers in which... Like, Mario is in the foreground and, and other stuff is in the background. Like this <laughs> technology at its finest. Right? Is that the uh, the video game version of, like, whoa, it's coming out at you, <laughs> like in 3D movies? Like Captain EO. Yes, ex- except nothing, like, like there won't be, like, fireballs, like, shooting out at you, at least not in that game. Like, everything is still on, a, like, a 2D plane. Yeah, that's true. I guess, like, uh... Like, a Paper Mario game might might be a little more interesting, I guess. The hills or the clouds or whatever in the background would be, like, in the background. Yeah, and I think, like, Mario and I guess the enemies are probably, like, projected forward. But that's that's probably not going to be the big system seller. At least I hope it isn't. What is going to be the big system seller? I honestly, I'm not much of one for new crazy gimmicks. And the 3D movies that I've watched, most of them, even if they look cool, aren't worth the headache that I get after about getting halfway in. So, really, what is the draw of the 3DS? Well... Uh, for it's me 3D. personally, yeah. <laughs> See, the, the thing is, the, the reason I'm going to end up inevitably buying a 3DS is because, uh, you need unless more I'm completely mistaken about this, the, the Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright game is going to be coming to it. So it's it's not so much that I would be interested in, in 3D effects as that I want to play that game, therefore I need to own that system in order to play that game. Yeah, please. Yeah, that's just my question, 3DS hasn't come out yet, so do we have any like 3D games that we can talk about? Technically, yes, but none that I've played or anything. Yeah. Well, cause I don't think any, that... of us, any of us played any of those games. No. We'll see. Okay, there's two subjects going on here at one time. Yes. Uh, number one, I actually have heard that people do get sick by watching 3D movies. Like, they were trying to talk about the whole science behind it, you know, blah, 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 whatever. But apparently there is, like, a reaction in some people, not everybody, but a significant portion of uh, the population that actually they do just get sick from watching 3D movies. Now, do you think that would be lessened because uh, on 3DS it's a much smaller effect on a much smaller screen, or would it be enhanced because your eyeballs are, like, three feet away, or three feet away, three inches away from the screen? Well, that's, uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is from what I remember about the you know, scientific explanation was that the issue was with the 3D being generated in the glasses, of, you know, essentially. Okay, okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. There are glasses with the 3DS? 
No, I, th- I think it? he's talking about the 3D movies. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how the 3DS is actually going to work as a 3D device. And then when you talked about glasses, I imagine, you know how you have the little stylus uh, clip in the DS where you just <laughs> pop it into the side? I was imagining, like, glasses that you push a button and they launch forward from the bottom and then you, you know, strap them on and look like the dorkiest kid on the bus. Or the coolest kid on the bus with your 3DS. You're only cool because you can't see anyone else through those glasses. No, you can so see them, and everyone else is, is magically in 3D as well. It's really exciting. Whoa! Yeah. Your parents help you set it up. <laughs> anyway, yeah, if I remember right, they were trying to say that the issue with people getting sick from 3D was that the 3D is happening at the glasses as opposed to an actual you know, real 3D space. So your brain is saying, there's no 3D here. What is this? Why am I seeing this? This is like two inches away from me, and doesn't like it. So, so the the lack of glasses in the 3DS should help negate the "oh my god, I'm going to vomit" aspect. Hopefully. Okay. But we we still don't really know how it works, other than the slider concept. And I I mean I can imagine you know maybe there are like two screens, and that the distance between them is the 3D effect or something like that. I mean hmm. I don't know. Maybe there are elves inside. Leprechauns. Anyway, uh, wait, what was the other thing that I was going to talk about? Oh, okay. See, Nathaniel brought up a good point. Really? Oh, I mean, of course I did. But, okay. The thing that Nathaniel Hoover brought up just mere moments ago uh, was the concept that 3D is a gimmick. Now, I agree. 3D is a gimmick. And I had the same reaction uh, when the Wii came out, and it was motion controls. However, motion controls are, like, all the rage today. Like, you know how the, the move and the connect or whatever, I mean, I don't even, I have no clue what's going on with these because I've never played them. But, apparently, motion controls came to be a real deal. Well, they became popular, but I would argue that they're still pretty pretty gimmicky. I mean, it seems like the point of most Wii games uh, still is, look, you get to flap your arms like a crazy person. Isn't that fun? So, wait, your your argument here is that the 3DS is going to be popular because Microsoft and PlayStation started releasing motion control games to compete with Nintendo? Somewhere along those lines? I was just thinking that, you know, there is the potential that even though it seems gimmicky that it will become... Well, okay, I guess there's also a difference between popular and actually good. Yeah. Because again, oh, maybe, maybe I'm just not playing the right Wii games, but it seems like most of the... It's still like, what, like four or five years later? Um, most of the time that I play a Wii game that is dependent on motion controls, it's still pretty gimmicky and could be more interesting without them. Yeah, well, Nathaniel, was it you that was saying that you like to, like, veg out on the couch and not actually have to sit up straight yes. and play the game properly? <laughs> You've read something I've written. Yeah. No, actually, I was, I was on that podcast. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I wrote it with my it. mouth. Yikes. That's, that's quite a talent. Anyway, yes, uh, on the Metroid podcast, ah. you, were, you were complaining about modern Metroid games and that the uh, the motion controls and all that. Sure. I think. Maybe. I mean, was that what you were complaining about? Because I, I haven't played modern Metroid games, so now that I say that, I don't even remember if modern Metroid games have yes. motion controls. Yes, Me- Metroid Prime 3 and sort of Metroid Other M in certain parts. Anyway. But yes. Uh, so well, I think and, what you're and, saying and is that... It may seem gimmicky, but it also has strong potential to sort of really appeal to the mass market anyway, maybe. Possibly. I mean, I mean obviously, 3D itself is, is all the rage right now, so I think there's a strong possibility of 3D gaming also becoming all the rage. Uh, there's the slight problem that 
Uh, it doesn't work on most current TVs, though I guess with the 3DS, it, there's a much greater potential of, of it becoming all the rage soon, as opposed to uh, 3D uh, PlayStation 3 games, which require a much heavier investment. Yeah. Well, because the other... I mean, I guess the main point is, will it make them money? In which case you can say, yeah, probably. Is, is it time to talk about uh, listener feedback? Listener feedback? How about that? Do we get listener feedback? Well, uh... No, we, the end. <laughs> no, that that is not true. <laughs> we we posted the uh, our last podcast, the, uh, number 32, the one about crossover video games. We posted it on YouTube, and we got comments there from people who listened to it and, and wanted to say things about it. Finally. And, and just a little interjection. It was just uh, fake here. and gay, is what they said. <laughs> sure. Just a little interjection here. When we put our podcasts on YouTube, it's not just the audio, but we also typically have videos of people playing through video games. So, doubly entertaining. In this case, it was Battletoads and Double Dragon. Followed by Tinkle Pit. <laughs> yes. Wow. Because the Battletoads playthrough wasn't long enough. But anyway, we we did we did get several comments uh, on the videos. So do, do we want to uh, talk about them a little bit? I have them open right here. Let's okay. See. Uh... Well, there was uh, there was one uh, kind of long one that I thought was most interesting by YouTube user TKGB2006. Um, the one where you know what I'm talking yes. about, right? Uh... Yeah. But it's kind of long. I don't know if we want to read the whole thing, but he had a lot to say about crossover games there. Well, apparently he's a big fan of crossover games. He says, now, we were saying how few how few crossover games there were in the podcast. And he says he has a list of 206 crossover games. I don't know where he's getting these from. Yeah, Japan. he says um, he was quoting someone from the podcast who said, so I guess there aren't that many crossover video games. And, and uh, he opens his letter with, Ack! I felt ill when I heard that. There are plenty of crossover games. I happen to have a list that is still ongoing that I've compiled of over 206 crossover titles. So he, he was he was a little uh, perturbed at, uh, at, well, our, at our dismissal of the crossover genre. But also, uh, as we discussed in the previous podcast, our definition of a crossover game does not quite match with his. His, he sort of, you know, brought into subcategories but included them all under, quote, crossover games. But he included... That's true, yeah, he... Uh, yeah, he divided them into uh, four separate subcategories uh, called Colliding Worlds, Same Universe, Dream Match, and Cameo. Yeah, and I think, like, we were specifically saying, like, well, cameos don't really count. Like, he was saying, That's right. uh, you know, Mario being in, Punch-Out, and all that. Like, we wouldn't really call that a crossover game just because he's in there, but he uh, includes it in his overarching name for all this. Can't really argue with him, but... So wait, hang on a second. So so we're we're basing this podcast segment on the comments of the one YouTube user who actually wanted to say anything. Two. And there scared were, him. There, were, there were actually two. The other person uh, made a comment about how he wished we would talk about uh, Ace Attorney more. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be user Boba Boo. Yeah, Boba. Said, Boba. Oh, and I love Ace Attorney, so you could talk oh. about that more. Toon Link. It's the link they should have stuck with. Yep. That was him, not me. I, I was quoting what he's had to say. Okay. Is that what he put on the uh, on the last podcast we put up on uh, YouTube? Toon Link is the link they should have stuck with? Yeah, because uh, someone was talking about how uh, there aren't really any dark characters in Nintendo games. And then they were saying, like, you know, games like uh, Legend of Zelda are you know, still, like, bright and cheery. Mm-hmm. Especially in that one. So that, 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 that's about it. We got one person... 
commenting on Toon Link and also saying that we should talk about Ace Attorney more and uh, someone else uh, calling us out for our dismissal of the crossover genre. Uh, he also later went on to say, uh, great podcast, guys, though I wish you spoke more about crossover games because you kind of drifted off topic for a while. Like 90% of the podcast. Yeah, approximately. So we'll have to see if these people ever leave any comments again, knowing that we're going to bring them up in conversation on podcasts. <laughs> hey, they put they put them out there on the internets for everyone to read. Exactly. This is public domain, folks. Read your terms of service. So if anyone else would like to uh, be made fun of on the Game Call the Podcast, how could they do that, Jetty? Well, you see, they could email us at podcast at gamecola.net. Or, if it's easier, they could just comment on the article on Game Cola. Or, or on the YouTube video, if you're watching this on YouTube right now. If we have it up on YouTube, yes. We probably will. Uh, in although, addition, although uh, really, uh, I, I don't think we made fun of, uh, of anyone, really, this time around. We could have. We, we could have gone, we could have been worse. Because that guy was, is obviously a ladies' man, compiling or huge possibly lists of... a lady. We, we don't, do we know the gender of this commenter? Or well, we his name the... is TKGB, which sounds like a guy's name to me. It's the internet, it's a guy. I mean, yeah, I guess he was born in 2006, hence the, uh, 2006 in his name. Absolutely. <laughs> there, is that... I'll show you, four-year-old. <laughs> okay, uh, so you can you can email us, podcast, post, comment, uh, etc. You can also uh, follow GameCola website as a whole at Twitter. Uh, we're just at GameCola, and you can also check us out on Facebook. We are also GameCola on Facebook. Uh, you can also lean your head out the window and scream. If we live anywhere near you, we might ignore you. <laughs> uh, additionally, uh, you can... Well, you might be doing this already, but you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, and if uh, you're there, please leave us a review. Uh, if if you like us, that would be cool. Please don't if you don't. Because <laughs> we don't really want honest feedback. We just want positive feedback. Stroke our egos. Are they mutually yes. exclusive, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. This is perhaps not our best podcast. I think that should be the title of this podcast. Podcast 33, this is perhaps not our best podcast. You can also visit our actual website, GameCola.net. Whoa. Yeah. Actually, when I was uh, looking for the GameCola podcast on YouTube, uh, I was too lazy to actually go to the site. I just went to YouTube, and I was like, wait a second. I don't have the link to it. I know... I will search for Game Cola Podcast on YouTube. And uh, as I began typing, it gave suggested results of Game Cola and GameCola.net. Whoa. Yeah, we have suggested results on wow. YouTube. We have arrived. I mean, I don't know how many people or whatever have to search for that to get it there, but uh, it was there. That's really exciting. Right? We're popular enough to have a suggested result on YouTube. Internet high five. Really, I've just been waiting for Speak American to get, like, suggested results from racists telling, like, Hispanics, why would you speak American? I'm just, I'm just waiting for that day, and then I'll be so sad I named it that. And, and for the uninformed who are confused, Speak American is a video column that Christian Porter does about foreign video games. So there you are. You're informed. It also, Christian, you've been, you've been uh, getting some nice comments on our our, our uh, YouTube page lately. People looking forward to the next uh, video. Oh, really? I saw one or two last time. Oh, I that, that, well, that's that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. 
here I am thinking there's this this whole long scroll of comments that have come through. No. No. Well, that's still very nice. It's nice to be wanted, even if it's by, you know, one, two people. You know, I think we should go through Wikipedia and we should discuss every topic there but 3D games. <laughs> I, w- I would like to do a podcast on Buffalo, 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 <laughs> Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. You know, actually, I was looking at that article, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. I, I was looking at it a month ago, and um, I recently met someone through the internet uh, who has a band who's named their CD that. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he's an indie, uh, indie video game developer, actually, so on topic. Yikes. That's right. Very much so. He sounds amazing. Wait, didn't we so, actually... Did we talk about this previously in the podcast? Did we? He's the person who's making a... Oh, wait. No, I think this is public information. They're working on a side-scroller for the DS starring Abraham Lincoln. Awesome. And actually commercially released one, or like a homebrew? I am pretty sure it's gonna be. It's supposed to be a commercial release. Uh, they they also, but they've also done work on the Xbox Live Indie Game Service, which is how I came into contact with them because I wrote a little uh, write up of their game uh, Balloon Boy, and he emailed me about it. Sounds cool to me. Of, I, I like revisionist was, history. I think he was pretty happy about my review too. I don't. I don't always get emails from happy developers. Usually, just angry ones saying, "Why did Christian Porter trash my game?" <laughs> Speaking of which, have you gotten Darkstar to work? How's that? How's that happened? I did. I actually I got it to work on my laptop. I wanted the cinematic experience. I want it on my media center, but that just wasn't in the cards. I'm Darkstar. I'm playing through it. I'm playing through it. It's 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 not bad so far. I don't want to give it's anything a, away. It's a, a science fiction FMV adventure game. Is that an accurate way to describe that game? Yep, it's an FMV adventure game starring the original cast of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Nice. And it uh, just came out a few months ago, I believe. We uh, we scored a review copy of it. Yes, we did. Wow. Go go, Game Cola. <laughs> an actual, an actual physical review copy. That's right. Wow. We usually just get downloads. It was pretty sweet. Uh, there's even a t-shirt that was a little too small for me, but my wife is currently using as a, uh, a bed shirt. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Yes, I actually I believe that is one of the first um, hard copy review copies we've gotten uh, since the ill-fated uh, drift racing game that Matt Gardner reviewed in like 2006. <laughs> that uh, that game came with the the review copy came with a a DVD all about drift racing because neither of us had any clue what drift racing actually was. <laughs> it's so probably that, was best that it did. We didn't give the game a good review, which I believe is why we haven't seen anything since. <laughs> Yikes. It's probably best that it came with that DVD, because if you asked me what drift racing was, I'd be like, I don't know, like, with gliders, <laughs> drifting, I don't know. Still not actually sure. It is something to do with applying your brake or some your handbrake while you're turning your yeah, car. Yeah, actually, all I know about drifting is what I've learned from Crazy Taxi. <laughs> but apparently in Crazy Taxi, it's just any time you drive between cars, that's drifting. I don't think that's true. I don't think that is. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> We're an exciting bunch, apparently. Like, less Vin Diesel. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, you should you should feel very special though that we were able to get you a, a physical media there. I do. I was actually really you're psyched. Like, you're in a special club of of game cola writers there. I would run out onto my front porch. I'd be like, "Oh, did I get it today? I did. I did." Nice. So what were we talking about? Not 3D games. Oh, we were, we were talking about other things we can talk about. I have, I have a choose your own adventure book we could use. That'd be fun. <laughs> that's like a game. Yeah, say, no, that's what about Choose Your Own like... Adventure in 3D? 
Mm. I, I had some friends over a few weeks ago, and we couldn't Actually, figure wait. out what we wanted to do. So we, we, we sat in a circle and took turns reading from Choose Your Own Adventure, voting <laughs> on uh, where we would go next. Actually, Choose Your Own Adventure in 3D wouldn't be that far, because most of the FMV games from the 90s were like Choose Your Own Adventures. Put them in 3D, you're done. I'm actually, I would bet anyone any amount of money that Dragon's Lair is going to end up on the 3DS at some point. Because it is on every video game system that has ever been made. Including or, um, the DVD player. I have a copy that is made to be played on a DVD player. That's that's actually what I have, too. <laughs> and I, there's I, also I, that 3D game by the people who made Dragon's Lair, um, Time Traveler. Oh. Was that mentioned Species. already? I don't think so. Oh, Time Traveler is actually a, a very good example of a 3D game. It was uh, it was this experimental thing where it was all done with holograms, and it actually looked pretty cool. It's a, an arcade game, I take it? Yeah, it was an arcade game, and you go in, it was like, it was almost like a big, it was like table-sized, but there was a pit inside it that you look into. Tinkle pit? A tinkle pit. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they should put things in arcades and call them tinkle pits. I'm just going to say that maybe... Yeah. Maybe that would have been a bad idea. <laughs> but you would look in it, and this, like, hologram guy would just be roaming around. He'd look like Panama Jack there, just walking around. And I don't know I don't know how to play. It played, like, Dragon's Lair. So that's just to say I had no idea how to play it. Mm. But it looked neat. Yeah. Some, something I've enjoyed as a special feature on the more recent uh, Dragon's Lair releases is that you can just watch the cartoon without actually playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's, 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 press that's how I beat Dragon's Lair 2. That's how I beat Dragon's Lair 2, was watching it. That's great. I'll just, like, randomly press a button, then I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I believe that's actually the direction the Wii's been moving in lately, isn't it? <laughs> they have a few games where, where you can do exactly that. <laughs> just do whatever you feel like, and you still win. That's why I like, uh, we've, we've been playing a lot of uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn, and there's no way to die in that game. I think we talked about this a few podcasts ago. Oh, really? Mike Ridgeway was playing. Yeah, like, like I mean, you can die, but there's no, Doesn't you don't matter. have any lives. There are no, there's no life counter at all. So, like, you can, you know, fall off the screen into a bottomless pit of death, and then you'll just kind of float right back up with angel wings and then appear back oh. in the game, and that's it. That's that's your whole punishment. Oh, you all, and you lose some some jewels that you picked up. Yeah, I've been playing through it. I guess I've just been doing good so far. I've only played the first, like, three stages, but I haven't died yet. I didn't realize you just immediately come back. Yeah, no, I, I, that was one of the first things I did in the game, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty sweet little game. Have you, have you been, have you been playing with your wife? It's a good, uh, it's a fun co-op game. Not yet, no. I didn't oh, even should. know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, one person plays as Kirby and the other plays as, uh, Prince Fluff, who, oh, uh, okay. Trivia was supposed to be the main character of the game before Nintendo decided that it was a Kirby game instead. Ah. That, that's, so that's why it why doesn't play anything at all like a Kirby game. It's because it, it's not actually supposed to be a Kirby game. Yeah, it's in the first level, Brothers I was, like, too. I was yes. like, why the hell can't I suck up this guy's powers? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was supposed to be Prince Fluff's, I don't know, whatever, but he was supposed to be the main character. None of the Kirby stuff was supposed to be in there, but uh, Nintendo co-opted the game. Yeah, no one would have cared. I, I think it's more <laughs> that they uh, probably realized that a new character would never sell. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably, if the game probably wouldn't have been on my radar if it wasn't a Kirby game, so. Yeah, I wouldn't have, it would have just been in a sea of shovelware if it was uh, yeah. Prince Fluff, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> how, do, how do you feel about, like, the cutscenes in that game? Because I kind of feel like they're made for, like, four-year-olds. 
I guess yeah. the game isn't exactly made for for people my age, but I I feel like the cutscenes are actually even like younger than the game. Yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty dumb. <laughs> I, I I can you skip them? I forget if you can even skip them. I, I don't them. think you can. Yeah, because I remember being kind of annoyed, and then for some reason, you just you go through the levels, and all of a sudden, oh, you found a couch. Yes. Good. No, have, have you 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 can you can go into uh, Kirby's apartment and and place couches and and chandeliers everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but you, that's you, cool. That's it. You I don't care actually, where Kirby you lives. You can't even interact with them. They're no, you have there. to. You can just put them in like one or two places. I found a chair, and Kirby was able to sit on it. Oh, really? It. Okay. I guess I guess I haven't played around with the feature enough. And by sit, maybe I just mean jump on it and stay. <laughs> maybe it's not even proper sitting, but. Oh, the uh, the co-op mode is a lot of fun. It, it it kind of has that new Super Mario Brothers Wii aspect of, whoops, we just killed each other again, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, where, where you know, I'm trying to hit an enemy and I'll accidentally uh, whip my girlfriend and then pick her up and, and throw her down a Yikes. cliff by mistake. <laughs> by mistake. No, it's 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 fun. I like it. Well, as long I, as I don't have to like wiggle my arms around every time I want to jump or something like <laughs> new Super Mario Brothers. Oh, you only had to wiggle when you wanted to do a super fancy jump, not when you had to do a standard jump. Actually, what I constantly did is like I would kind of. Be like wiggling my leg or something. I'd be resting my arm on my leg, and I'd be like, "Why am I flipping out?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my brother has the constant problem with that game that uh, his his left thumb keeps sliding over from the D pad to the A button. So he keeps and the A button in the New Super Mario Brothers Wii. For those who don't know, uh, it puts your character into a bubble, and then you cannot escape from this bubble until one of your uh, one of the other people. Uh, rescues you but the problem is that if if everyone else on the on the in the game is dead and you know it's just the one guy trying to beat the level before you know he dies and we have to restart if he goes into a bubble that's it so that, <laughs> that happened with us several times where we'd all be then we'd, we'd all be dead and going come on dan you can do it go dan and then he'd push the a button and the game would be yeah. over he didn't like it he thought it was not very funny i would i would play that game with my wife but i found every time we both try to jump over a pit one of us jumps into the other one's feet and we just stopped like three levels into it because we realized that's a divorce maker i'm not even going to bother i've been having a lot of fun playing that with uh, with uh, my my dad and my brothers it's a fun game we we agreed to play it alone only <laughs> do any of you know of the game dokapon kingdom yeah. Oh yes, isn't that is that the uh, RPG Mario Party mishmash? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I just like that on the but. back of the box it says something about like this game is the friendship killer. Because <laughs> yeah, like it specifically makes you want to hate your friends. Well, for that matter, let's bring up what was it, the Adventure of Cookie and Cream, Cookies and Cream, that uh, co-op that I think it was Michael Ridgway and Fanji Rich, X Rich, were talking about on Game Cola once upon a time. Never heard of it. Like. Months no, ago. That, was, that was Sprite Monkey, I think. Or Sprite, Sprite Monkey, Monkey did what? talk about it. I'm pretty sure he reviewed it at some point, but maybe Mike did also. Well, anyway, yeah, uh, isn't that the game where uh, it's split down the middle, one person's on the left, one person's on the right, and uh, each person has to solve different obstacles on their own side in order for both participants to uh, to progress in the game, I think? Judging from the screenshots, yes. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played it, though. I haven't either. I think Lizzo actually has it. It looks interesting. Do you think it would look more interesting if it was in 3D? It very well could. You could see right down those two separate corridors. 
Yeah, actually, that, that could work. Actually, speaking of that, uh, brings to mind something that I was thinking about earlier. Talking about 3D games, you know, bringing it back on topic somehow. I'm, <laughs> this is all part of our plan. I'm just imagining, like, uh, I can totally see them with all the guitar heroes that they keep coming out with or whatever, having a guitar hero in 3D where the little, like, guitar bar thing that's coming at you is actually coming out at you. Oh, man, that's going to be one of, like, the first games they make, isn't it? Right? I mean, you just know that every game, like, all of the first 3D games are just going to be like, whoa, I'm pointing at you, it's coming at you, oh no! (laughs) Yeah, it's going to have that juvenile, just starting out kind of thing. It's going to be a lot of, like, throwing stuff at you, or, you know, stabbing you. That'll be great if they do that with uh, Rock Band, though, because then I'll have an excuse for sucking. I'd just be like, oh, the 3D was blurry. <laughs> it certainly wasn't my rhythm. Oh, I dropped my glasses. This, this, there, there aren't any glasses with this. I dropped them. I can't see the notes. <laughs> well, that's, that's why I can't see the notes. I don't have my glasses. How about holographic video games? Is that, like, the same thing? Or would that be the same thing if such a thing existed, besides the arcade game we talked about? Sure. Yeah, well, let's talk a bit about... Or like, virtual reality. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever happened to, uh... Like, remember the movie Lawnmower Man? Yeah, right. I was just gonna mention that one. Yeah, like because really, that's the only one about virtual reality that that's worth anything. I just remember uh, the whole concept of like you're wearing the big headset thing and you're like swinging around a stick and it's like, whoa, you're actually like in the game, dude. Like, <laughs> I remember at the time when that was getting kind of popular, my parents owned a video store. Yeah. And my dad was like, oh, God, we're out of business for sure. <laughs> Virtual reality is going to take us over. <laughs> it didn't. I'm so sad. Because, <laughs> see, uh, where potentially could 3D games go? Like, will we one day... Well, you know, uh, for those who have watched Star Trek The Next Generation... you know, Hi! They they have the, uh, the holodeck, right? Yes. So, uh, are we going to move from... 3D in a little box that you have a little slider going in and out, is it going to then become, like you were saying, like holograms, where it's actually up in place and then potentially in the future fully immersive, you know, whatever? Well, aside from the fact that there's lots of technological hurdles to pass through before holodeck technology could even potentially become a reality anywhere near what it's like on Star Trek. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Aside from that... um, I think we're going to be wearing headsets and funny shirts with little glowing balls attached to the joints for a while. Well, but look at the uh, the connector, whatever. That's doing uh, motion capture without whatever. Oh, you're totally right. The future is now. <laughs> Where are my flying cars? Still waiting on those. Hoverboard? <laughs> Obviously, we have our priorities out of order. Well, that's that's motion recognition. That's not exactly holograms. Yeah, well, I mean, from what I know... Like, basically, you can trick the machine. Like, if you put your arms together or something, it'll, like, mix up oh. what's what. Sure. Like, because it can't actually... I know my cousin played that dance game with his dong. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> what? I don't know, he got the, uh... He got the connect, and he told me, uh, just to... Just to spice things up, he just stripped naked. He wanted to see if it would recognize his dong. And it did. <laughs> what did it recognize it as? <laughs> well, it didn't pop on the screen say, oh, dong. But apparently there's something where there's this, like, aura that covers your body and things that aren't, uh, like, on the screen, things that aren't moving or anything are blue and things that are moving are yellow. And 
He had yellow in a distinct area, flopping around. Yikes. There you go. You can end the podcast on that if you want. <laughs> we can end the podcast a little bit before that, too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because, I mean, actually, I, uh, I might have mentioned this in the podcast before, that I took a class on robot vision. Some of the stuff that they talked about, granted that this was also, like, at least three years ago. And they were talking about, like, you know, how difficult it is to do, like, facial recognition. Uh, they had one thing that was recognizing hand signs, like sign language, and, like, other stuff about, you know, trying to control stuff. Like, okay, I'm making a grabbing motion, so that's, like, I'm clicking and dragging or whatever. And trying to control the computer with your hands. And uh, it was just interesting because, you know, if you, if you put two fingers together, it would be like, Oh well, that's just one finger. Where are the rest? Yeah, like, it had trouble recognizing stuff if it like crossed paths with each other. So I can only imagine. Yeah, and I'd bet I'd bet things like the uh, the connect probably don't get that that in depth where it says put one finger out and well, like, and do this. It probably doesn't get down to the fingers. Well, it's probably for that reason. I just imagine that like if you were to cross your arms and have them like going out on the other side of your body, that it would be like, oh, that's your left arm and your right arm and rather than being like, oh, you crossed your arms. I see that you are horribly deformed. <laughs> you have very stubby arms. <laughs> but on the bright side, maybe it gives you like a handicap in some games. Yes. It turns on ultra easy mode for what it perceives to be as a cripple. <laughs> I don't know that the games are that advanced. <laughs> Although apparently the Kinect is able to uh, sense things like if you're wearing uh, a specific sports jersey... Uh, for, for for the purposes of targeted advertising, you can tell like what team your is on your jersey. I think I, I was. Oh, reading. that's that's creepy. Yeah, it can it can it can like sense like logos. <laughs> I don't know. I might I might be uh, misinterpreting the article I wrote, but it, it read. But uh, it seemed to be saying that uh, yeah, it, it can it can sense things in your environment and then uh, provide targeted advertising based on that. Huh. I wouldn't weird like. Going back a bit, I wonder if, like, skirts and stuff or, like, baggy clothes or something would, like, mess the thing up. Because, you know, if you're wearing a long skirt, you know, Christian Porter, like you normally do. Uh, I often do. <laughs> then it would be like, whoa, you have one humongous leg. Right? I think that's what said to my cousin. It was very, very generous. As he was, uh, <laughs> oh, yikes. I get it now. It took me a second, but now I get it. Yes, the three-legged man. So I think maybe the next uh, the next video that we upload should be some kind of like connect MythBusters. <laughs> Does anyone what 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 myth do you want to bust? Uh, well, if you wear a skirt, will it count as just one big leg? Does anyone in Game Cola own a Connect or a skirt? Uh, Matt Jonas, I I believe. Uh, I know he was he was scrounging up to get yeah. a a Connect, so I don't know if he actually got one. Well, everyone, I think that just about wraps up our discussion on 3D games. Uh, and other things. Yeah, amongst other and things. many other things. As per the norm for the Game Cola podcast, that's what you uh, can come to expect from us, is not a lot of staying on topic. Video the Game Cola Tangent Cast. Yes. Can we call it that now? <laughs> <laughs> then then no, one, no one can complain. Well, see, maybe instead of calling it the Game Cola podcast, we'll just call all of them the Game Cola Off-Topic Podcast. <laughs> then we'll never get in trouble. Right? 
But, uh, yes. I have been Alex Jedrzak, the Jedi, as always. I, I think you mispronounced your last name. You have a point, Nathaniel. Yes, and I'm Nathaniel Hubert. I'm Paul. And I'm Christian Porter. Porter. Portier. Wait, Paul Franzen? I'm Paul, and I don't want anyone to pronounce my name in a silly fashion. Paul Franzen. You're fired. <laughs> anyway, this has been Game Cola Podcast number 33. Everyone, thank you for coming. You're welcome. I mean, thank, thank you, you for hosting. Anyway, that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is still on the actual podcast. Stop listening now.